we're holding in the middle of page Chav Base of the old book and the top side of Lamed Aleph in the old book, in the new book. Uh, we made it to the line that says That's where we got to yesterday. So we were explaining the difference between the Iker and the Tafel. Right? That's what we were discussing. And we were saying that uh, the main point is is that we were sent down here into this world in order to elevate the world. And really, the world was given into our hands. So, for example, the things of this world that are uh, Klipas Noga, so these things that are Klipas Noga, so the bottom line is is that we could either Chaperain uh, and elevate them right, up to their source, which is to, to the goodness, right, to godliness, or chas v'shalom, the opposite way around, right, the, the bottom line is if we go after them just for the chitzonius, just for the, uh, you know, the, the, to fill a taiva or whatever it is, so then what we're doing essentially is we are actually lowering down the entity that was in the world. In other words, by, right now it's, in a, it's sort of like a neutral type of space. Even though it's true, it's klipa, so therefore it is leaning towards the uh, klipa side. Nevertheless, it is, uh, you know, it's not going down into the three klipas tameas. However, by our actions, we could drive that uh, thing. And the example that we gave yesterday was like, for example, an apple or something like that. We could drive that apple down into klipas, three klipas tameas. Or we could elevate the apple up into kedusha. So he says like this, this. So how do we how are we expected to accomplish this? So the way we're expected to accomplish it is through meditating. She's Ms. Bainin to really meditate well, to really contemplate well. Really to recognize in oneself how the main point is the elokus. And the Gashmias in and of itself is just Ayin ve'efes. It's absolute nothingness. Right? So in other words, he's taking it a step further here. He's not only saying that it's a Iker and Tuffel, right? That the Tuffel is secondary, right? To the Iker. Here we're going a step further and saying actually the Gashmias is really Ayin ve'efes compared to the Elokus, as we explained in the beginning of the Maimur. In order to, when we do this, when we really think this through in this manner, so then it becomes real by us. We're able to internalize it. It becomes real by us. And we're able to say, wow, that's, what, that's the way it is. That's it. And therefore, what we really are going after constantly and all the things that we're involved in then becomes the, the godliness. And that becomes the thing that's really driving us in every aspect of our lives. Like we said before, whether it's eating, drinking, whether it's our business, whether whatever it is that we're involved in. Not only this, that we are, are going to recognize in the other things that we're involved in in our lives and in the physical things, physical aspects that we're involved in, that we are going to go for the godliness. In addition to that, we're going to be able to nullify our Yetzirahs. And not just our Yetzirahs, but our natural Midos that are going after all these things and that are trying to tell us that the physical world is where it's really at. Because what's happening is, is that my natural Midos, 
looks at the world and says, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is what I have to have. And it's, it's given that uh, set of sunglasses, so to speak, from day one, when it comes into this world. The whole world is saying that where it's really at is the physicality of the world, right? Where it's really at is the food and the houses and the clothing and the cars and the vacations and the on and on and on and on and on, and on all the different things. That, because that's what we see in front of ourselves. So it's normal that our natural midos want these things that we're looking for that, whether it's pleasure, whether it's security, whether all the things that we are constantly looking for to be able to be something that is tangible, something that's physical, something that I could, that, that I, as I mentioned, that I could touch, that I could have. So that's the norm of life. And so what we're trying to do is reposition ourselves in our minds to recognize that that's not really where it's at. Yeah? Hine <laughs> That through this meditation and this love, right? So automatically, I'm, I have such a, when it says here a love, I have, I'm going to have such an excitement for, for Hashem and for Elokus and Elokus in the world. So therefore, I'm not going to have any longer this desire for, uh, you know, buying a special car or something like that. Like that. Yes, you need a car in order to, to, to get on with life. Yes, you need uh, food, right? And other, all these things. But it doesn't become like the thing that I'm constantly talking about, the thing that I'm constantly involved in, right? With some people, that's what they talk about all day, day and night. They're talking about their cars and the houses and, and restaurants and this. And that's, that's not where we're at. That's not what we're interested in. Of course, we need these things, and Hashem should bless us with these things. But it's not the focus of my life. It becomes a very different approach to what we're doing here. Because now he gets to a point that he no longer wants the physicality, he wants the spirituality of the situation. Good? Clear? And the truth is, when we're doing this type of meditation, this meditation is a very understandable meditation that even my Nefesh of is going to understand it. We're not talking about what's happening in the upper worlds of Atsilas and beyond Atsilas and, you know, the Olamos ain't so before the symptom or whatever. That, that's not, Obviously, the Olamos ain't so is after the symptom, but the ain't so before the symptom. It's, that's, not, that's not the meditation we're doing here. We're talking about a meditation that talks about our own physical body, about a, a deer outside. We're talking about the grass that's growing outside. These are the things that we're talking about. That's something that my Nefesh of is, that my, my normal consciousness also is going to be able to understand. This is not a Chiddush. This is something that it could understand too. And therefore, really what my Nefesh of wants is, in a certain way, is what's best for me. And so all along, its whole life, it's been taught what's best for me is this, you know, piece of bread or this house or this, uh, you know, special uh, Lamborghini or whatever it is, right? That's what I think is best for me, according to my Nefesh of Bahamis. So really what we're doing here is we are re-educating our Nefesh of Bahamis to say that a Lamborghini is not really what's best for me. As a matter of fact, maybe it's bad for me, right? That that approach has to be taught to the Nefesh of Bahamis. And with this meditation, he's able, to, he's able to teach him that, right? That even though something might look good on the outside or even feel good, like, right, we have a situation with people that are involved in drugs and involved with alcohol and all, the, all these things. It feels good 
for the person. But it doesn't mean that it's, it's good. It's not good. It's adaraba. It's death for the person. Right? So what we, re- what we really are doing is we are re-educating ourselves to not look at the world the way we grew up, not look at the world the way everything in the world is like shouting out at us in, with these neon signs that this is the way it is, but to re-educate ourselves from a godly perspective. Right? Because because at the end of the day, these things that we are going after are death mitzad itself. And the real point is, is the chayas aloki that's in these things. With that being the case, so what we really need is the ikr and not the tafel. That's really what we're looking for. The ikr, not the tafel. And the truth is, like we said before, there's an ikr and then there's a tafel. But the truth is, what he's saying here is that you can't even call the gashmi as a tafel. It's not really a tafel. Because really, by itself, it's absolute nothingness. It needs the spiritual life force itself to be able to, to be able to exist. And without the spirituality, like we said before, without its pipeline coming into it, it's going to cease to exist. So you can't really even say about it that it's tuffle. Tuffle implies that it has its own being. It has its own self-preservation. It has its own thing. Okay, it's not as big as and it's not as great as the ikker, but it's still there too. That's the idea of Iker B'Tafel. Bahainu Shalidei Zenichalashim Gam Hamido Sativim Denefesh Bahamis. So, the truth is that with this, we're also going to make weak the nef- the, the, the natural Midos of the Nefesh Bahamis. Ad Shabbatim Gam Kain La'Ava Esavaya. Until the point that they're also coming to love the Abishter. That that's what they want also. That that's the nikuda. That's what they're looking for, right? In other words, that, like I said before, the nefesh Bahamis wants what's best for me, and when it realizes that what's best for me is in, is elokus, so it wants it as well. It wants the elokus and everything, and not the thing itself. In other words, he's able to go beyond and see that. In everything, as we mentioned before, there's a Gashmias and there's a Ruchnias. And he's not going to settle for the Gashmias. He wants the Ruchnias of the situation. Also, because of this Ava Hanal, and even Mitzad Ava, like we said before, what does he really want? He wants the level. He spashes with Yulielukus It's not. He's not in it for himself. He's in it because he wants Elukus to shine in the world. That's really what he wants. He wants the Elukus to shine in the world. That's his whole motivation. Just like when he loves his self, he wants to be able to express himself. So when he thinks about it, he meditates on the Elokuts, which is the life of all life, what he really wants is he wants Hashem to be expressed in the world, to be revealed in the world, to be seen in the world. So let's go back. That goes back to the beginning of the whole meditation. So this is the love. Right? 
namely b'shnei yitzaracha. What does it mean b'chol levavcha? Like we say many times, b'chol levavcha is the idea of right in, in plural. So why is it in plural? Because it applies to both yitzers, the yitzer toiv, yitzer hara, right? That even nefesh bahamis, even the yitzer hara, right? That it also is going to want that lokus. That that's the idea. That it also wants a lokus. It realizes that that's where it's at. So why would it want anything else? Because even the Yetzir Hara could all of a sudden become aroused with this type of Ava. Right? So after the excitement that goes with the Ratza, the Ratza is the idea of running towards something. So we're running towards a Lokus. We just want a Lokus. We're running towards a Lokus. Then you have to have the shuv. The shuv is, what does Hashem want from me? What does He want me to do? What am I doing here in this world? What am I supposed to be doing? So on the one hand, there has to be the meditation, which causes a person to arouse himself, to try to be uh, going towards Hashem in every way. Then he has to recognize, like, how do I manifest this? I manifest it with Torah mitzvahs. That's how I manifest it. I bring it back into the world. Good? Clear? So how do we go about this? So this whole avoida that we're talking about here is with the what we call the right? Namely, This is going from my seichel to my midos, right? This is what we're talking about here. Thinking about these ideas and bringing them alive inside of myself that I'm, I'm arousing my emotions for these things. Because this love is coming through meditation. So we have a love, which is an excitement, which is my heart, which is my midos. On the other hand, where is it coming from? It's coming from a re-education of my brain, which is using my brain to think about these ideas in order to turn me on. So therefore, automatically, the midos, after I've done my meditation, after I've thought about this so many times, so what's going to happen is that my midos are naturally going to follow my seichel. That's the way it works. That's the way it's supposed to work. However, now, we're going to come and we're going to limit this. All of this that we were, we were explaining up until now is this idea that I'm using my intellect, I'm using my brain to turn myself on. And this is, in and of itself, a complete product. However, what we're going to do now is we're going to show that really, if you look at the grander scheme of things, this approach is, in a certain way, a limited approach. Why is it a limited approach? Because as important as it is to follow this approach, this approach is limited in that it is based on my seichel. So as much as I am able to understand, as much as I am able to uh, meditate upon, as much as I am able to develop this idea in my mind, that's as far as we're going to go. So based on my intellect... I have a limited, you know, if I, I, every human being has a limited intellect. Some people have a greater intellect, some people have a less intellect, right? But based on that intellect, that's as far as we're going. We can't go any further than that. 
Because it only goes according to the Seichel that gives birth to it. Right? Because in general, this level of Ava, it's not, a, it's not possible to get to reach a level that is unlimited. So now we're talking about a new idea. This is an idea of what does it mean, kalos and nefesh. Kalos means to expire, the expiration of the soul, that the soul is ready to jump out of its body. But if we're talking about an unlimited love, an unlimited love for something means a total self-sacrifice, that you're ready to give everything up. In essence, that's the opposite of the meditation that we've been talking about for the last week. Because what is the meditation that we've been talking about the last week? I love you because you are my life. So if I love you because you are my life, then what's the main point of this story? My life. So then the opposite of that would be not my life. So how could you possibly have these two things? So that's what he says. The whole idea of the expiration of the soul is that I'm going outside of myself. I'm going out of myself. I'm going beyond myself. I'm ready to give myself over to the Abishter in a way that is completely unlimited to the point of not even being alive in this world. So therefore, if you're comparing these two avas, you must say that the ava that we've been talking about up until now is in a way limited. Because who is it limited to? It's limited to my life, my being alive. What is best for me? So what is best for me that I, is that I stay alive. And what is best for me is that I figure out how to do this while I'm a neshama in my goof. Masha'enke, what we're saying just now is kalos and nefesh means that I'm ready to give everything up for Hashem. So he says, Kamokin apratim not only that, but all the details that we're talking about are limited. They're in a level of will. So according to the Seichel, that is how the Ava goes. So where are we talking about? If we were to say it all in a general statement, we're talking about up until now a meditation that is dealing with the way Hashem is mislabish the way He is mislabish in the world in order to give them life. And since we're talking about Hislabshus, we know Hislabshus is the idea of limitation. So it's the way Hashem is limiting Himself to come into the world in order to give the world what it needs. And therefore, by definition, you're talking about a very a limited aspect of Hashem. Because this level that we're talking about, on this level we could then say that from my flesh I will see God. Because just like I am limited in this manner, so also the way Hashem is enclosing Himself in the world is also limited. However, when we look at the greater scheme of things, we would have to say that this level, right, that we're talking about, is talking about a ray of Hashem, which is to the level of Hashem Himself, the way He really is. Because if you trace back up everything that we've talked about for the last week, the source of everything is only a ray. 
That's as far up as we can go. One ray. Shegam b'shoyrish v'makar harishon hu b'chines nachshava achas. Because even if you go back up to the original thought uh, source, it's only one thought. Kamaimer, like it says, v'machshava achas nivra kola oylemos. Like it says, with one thought, Hashem created all the worlds. Because that's why it says, right, blessed is he who spoke and then the world came into being. Because at the end of the day, it's one word, it's one thought, it's one, it's limited. That's the idea. It's a total limitation. And just like one thought in comparison, like we learn in chapter Chaf of Tanya, in comparison to all the thoughts a person could possibly have, right? And think about it. You go back, you could say, all the thoughts I have had, all the thoughts I'm going to have, all the thoughts that a person could possibly have. One thought, right, compared to all the thoughts is considered like nothing, let alone going beyond that. You know, this, this opens up a whole new story. So let's, um, you know, let's hold here for today. We'll go into this more on, uh, on uh, next class, Mir Um But this idea of this meditation that we've been talking about, in a certain way, really is a very limited meditation. It's a, li- it's a meditation that we live with every single day of our lives, and that's what we're supposed to be living with. But what he's going to be explaining now from the rest of the, for the rest of the Mimer is going to be something that is beyond that. How to have like more of a, a nuclear power type of love that is going to blow us all away and change us. And that is on a whole different level than everything that we've discussed uh, to date. Make sense? All right, Beseder. So let's uh, hold here for today. I'll uh, upload the last two um, Shiram Mirzah